0: Thank you. Welcome, Martin, Jennifer, Felicia, Paul, Michelle, Cecilia, Alex, Jonathan, Dion, Dion, Manu, everybody. Welcome to the stage. And uh, we will go ahead and begin. Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, an intentional community of Catholic leaders. This is a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the diocese. This is Catholic Leadership for the World. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the church. It it all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira, I'm your host. My co-host, Erin Monning is also in the room. Hi, Erin.
1: Hi, Christopher, and hello, everyone. Good morning. Before we start, if you could please take the time now to ping five people, five Catholic professionals that you know and follow in Clubhouse. Uh, When you do this, their friends will be notified and attracted to the room, and of course, they will be invited to join us as well.
0: Thank you, Erin. And I want to go ahead and start by asking everybody if you could, if you are on Telegram, if you would, under my bio and Erin's bio, your your host for this show, for this room hour, one hour room here on Clubhouse, we do have a Telegram uh, space that uh, we have created to follow up the conversation that we start here every week. So if you're part of if you're part of it, and if you're not, we invite you to go there now to our Telegram group. And there you will find what we're doing now, which is the image of the week. Every week we are sharing one image. Typically it's sacred art that will hopefully uh, inspire the conversation that we want to have during the day. And today the conversation is about professional prestige. We're going to uh, uh, debunk some of the myths that are uh, related to professional prestige and help everybody understand what we mean by professional prestige and why professional prestige is actually something good, not an evil, something that Christians, Catholic professionals should aspire to as they continue on their careers. So if you go now and see uh, under my profile or Erin's profile, going to our telegram group, Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, in telegram you will see the image of the week and it is a sacred art image i cannot i cannot unfortunately uh locate the outer but this is an image of christ crucified so just find you know if you're not able to join the telegram group find an image of christ crucified and maybe you have a crucifix in front of you that's even better uh, And just simply look at that image of our lord in the cross and help us, help us dwell into what, he, what we mean by professional prestige. Because the professional prestige that we are talking about is the prestige of somebody who of a leader who pours that completely uh, abandonment in, 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 into service of others, allows that person to become a magnet a magnet for others. People look up to the servant leader. They want to be like him or her. They want to imitate this person. That servant leadership, it's attractive. It's very attractive. It's a magnet for for others. People uh, try to be available to help the leader in whatever whatever project, whatever initiative is being taken on or, or tackled. That uh, my friends is what we're talking about when we talk about professional prestige, when we as Catholic leaders, Catholic professionals in civil society today aspire to grow in influence in our own within our own professional circles, within our own uh, professional lives and, and we aspire to do our work well, striving for excellence and seeking human perfection human perfection. And what is human perfection? Because this this other word, perfection, sometimes uh, makes people a little overwhelmed, feel, feel a little overwhelmed, thinking that perfection is, is divine and humans cannot attain it. Well, that is why we qualify it and we say human perfection. What does human perfection mean? Well, it means a different thing for everyone because it means doing things to the best of your abilities and everybody has a max capacity of what they are able to do or, or, or in which they are able, able to perform their job so doing our job the best that we can and doing the, doing it with love offering it up offering it up to god that is human perfection when we do our work striving for human perfection and build for ourselves a reputation for excellence where people begin to really admire the work that we do and look up to us, right? Do you see how we place ourselves in a privileged position to influence others for Christ? Just think about how many leaders you know, Catholic, Christian leaders, of course, there there's some who, are, uh, who we might admire and are not believers, but how many Catholic leaders do you look up to who are very successful, Highly successful. Successful because they do uh, accomplish great things uh, in the service of others. These are servant leaders, people who truly, truly uh, uh, we look up to and really embody what Christ has asked of all of us to serve others and to think of others first, and they do it through their work. So in the Christian world, in the Catholic world, we we have this misconception because we know and understand well that our lord asks us to be humble to be humble we think that it might be wrong to have ambition or to have too great as, uh, uh, a list of aspirations and that is a complete misconception because god wants us to accomplish great things by building by taking by bringing out the greatness in others God wants us to accomplish great things by bringing about the greatness in others. God wants us to accomplish great great things by serving others. And when we do that, we should, and we must become influential leaders in society. And we should be growing in professional prestige. Do not be afraid of it. If your heart is in the right place, and that is the key, that is the key. We're not doing this for selfish motives, we're doing, do, we're doing this to be mirrors which reflect the light of Christ. If our heart is in the right place, there's a reason why God has blessed us with a professional career, with a professional uh, uh, environment, because that should be our field of mission. And the way that we can be the most effective at it is by aspiring and working hard intentionally to grow in professional prestige and to establish for ourselves a reputation for excellence so that others will look up to us and try to find what is the secret us? What is the reason for our joy? What is the reason for our success? And do you see what a tremendous opportunity that will be to influence others for Christ? So with that, I want to open the discussion. And we, of course, uh, uh, my co-host, Erin is already here. And I'd love to hear your thoughts, Erin, and also Chris, because I know that all of you, through your experience with TLI, um, are very familiar with the concept and and can sure relate to what we're trying to say here. Erin?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is such a great topic and honestly, one that I'm continuously learning about. Um, sometimes Christopher surprises me when he announces the topic for the next week at the end of these. And last week, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to like really do some digging and learning about this one. But everything that Christopher shared is, is so great and so foundational for this conversation. Um, As I was prepping for this talk, I was looking up what does professional prestige a what does it mean, and then b um, is there anything out there that talks about this in a Catholic way? And I actually found an article um, from Opus Dei. If any of you are familiar with them, Um, and it literally is titled "Professional Prestige." So I was so grateful to find at least one thing that someone someone out there is also talking about this. So. um, I'll be sharing some thoughts from that. But just to go off of what Christopher said, you know, this is such an important topic when we're discussing Catholic leadership for civil society. And I think it can be misconceived as well because, you know, when we think of prestige, we think of success or or someone who's in the spotlight, or someone who has a lot of eyes on them for whatever reason. And that's not necessarily always the case. Of course, that can be part of it. But when we're talking about prestige, especially... in this conversation, we're talking about the just the honor and the respect and, and the accomplishments that you can achieve in your own working life. And it doesn't have to be large. It doesn't have to be in front of a lot of people. And it certainly doesn't need to be because you received an award or recognition or, or any of that for any reason. It can simply be to be striving for success and greatness and accomplishments in your own um, field for whatever of whatever that is. And so, it doesn't need to be something that is, you know, something that everyone always knows about or, or thinks about when they think of you. So I think that's important to note. Um, but yeah, when we're talking about this, you know, our, our vocations, many of us know uh, what our vocations are because we are in them as far as it, it relates to work. But as Christians, that that is that looks very differently for us as opposed to other people who, um, do not have any faith or, or, or lack or lack faith, um, for whatever reason. But our vocation is, is, is the core of, of who we are as Catholics and Christians. And it's, it's a calling from God. And, you know, when he, asks us to fulfill certain things or asks us to do certain things, it's always for His glory. But often, since we're human, we forget that. We forget that we're doing the things that we're doing for Him and for the glory of His kingdom and to bring others to Him. And I think that's something that we can often uh Get wrapped up in when we're talking about prestige is is a lot of the times um, we can be in it for for our own glory or for our own selfish reasons. Um, I'm sure many of you in this room, because just because you're here, understand that that it's it's not that's not the way we are called to to live this. Um, this prestige or the our vocations and our in our work lives. But of course giving the glory to God in all things is important. And Christopher touched on humility, which I, I really want to hone in on. Um, being humble and be and having prestige in your in your life, they can go hand in hand. And we'll talk about that more as we go through this conversation. But actually, it having prestige is actually a call to be humble, to have humility, and to practice that. Christopher also mentioned um, being servant leaders. I think that is the foundation of being a servant leader is when we understand that what we're doing is not for us, but it's for God, and it's about serving others and serving His, his children, his, his beloved sons and daughters that He created, and, and we can be vessels Um, of his love for them in the work that we do. And that is so humbling, um, not only to experience, but it's also a way to live out this humility that we're called to. Another one I wanted to talk about that this article I was mentioning that I read talks a lot about is charity. And we talk about love and we talk about charity a lot in in this room. But this is a really important um, characteristic to bring into this conversation is, is what does that true love and that true charity look like? Of course, we are called to love ourselves, love God, love our neighbor. Um, but when we are practicing this, this true, authentic love that that God has um not only uh, that, not only that he uh, gives to us, but that he has called us to give to others. Is that really what is at the core of what we do for our vocations and for our work and for the roles that we are in in our lives, um, even outside of work? So this concept of charity and humility—they are—they're so important to bring into this conversation. So I certainly hope that we can continue discussing those characteristics and, and more in in this topic, but. Um, thank you all so much for being here, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Um, Christopher, if you wanted to touch on anything, or I can pass it off to Chris.
0: Yes, I think, I I don't know if you, (laughs) I always get confused. Uh, I love Chris joining our conversations, but I always get confused with with us having the same name sounding (laughs) the same. Uh, Christopher, share with us, please.
2: Good morning, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Um, and yeah, it's funny, like normally my family calls me Christopher. So uh, when I hear Christopher, my my eyes pop up there for a second and then I'm like, oh wait, I'm Chris right now on Clubhouse. So anyway, um, totally understand. I think, uh, you know, Christopher, when you uh, were starting this discussion, I was just thinking you could just keep talking. I think that, that you know, there's, there's a lot there to unpack and then Aaron bringing up um, some of those items, especially with Opus Day and uh, bringing in charity and humility, um, there's a lot there that resonates with me. I guess what I just would share is my own experience as far as trying to gain you know, or, or work in that space of um, you know, growing as a leader uh, within the circles I'm in, within my industry, within um, you know, my sphere, within my community. And uh, one thing I noticed, uh, and a fellow chamber member of mine noticed this too, is that whenever somebody uh, uh, is awarded the business person of the year in our community, it just is like they just stop doing activities within the community and stop serving. Just, I mean, it's like this pinnacle, this peak, right? And so, One of the things that I I told um, this other person, I said, you know, I hope I don't ever get selected for business person of the year unless I truly earned it, of course. But I mean, like, I hope I don't get selected anytime soon because I just feel like there's a lot more work I need to do and I don't want to give up on that. And so, but I think that's, that's kind of an important point too, is when we are recognized, yeah. How do we continue that work? Are we just kind of dropping off because we've hit some sort of achievement? Um, An example I'll give is when I was younger uh, I was in scouting and uh, I I notice in scouting the same kind of thing whenever individuals made the rank of Eagle Scout, which is a lot of work at least the time it was, I know it still is now, but there's a huge service project you do. It's a leadership exercise. Um, there's a lot of work beforehand to get to that point. Um, when when kids uh, attain that rank, they usually kind of fall away and they're not. there isn't really much for them to do anymore, maybe from a program standpoint, but they haven't really stuck around from a leadership standpoint uh, to continue on. And I think that's really where, when we continue on beyond whatever the pinnacle is of, of what we hope to achieve, I think that's kind of a testament of that prestige, right? And and that's an example of Christ. He carried on, right? He 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 went to the cross and he died on the cross and he came back as he said he would. And then he didn't just come back as he said he would, he continued his ministry, right? And then he continued that through the apostles, the 12 that followed him, of course. So and he continues it to this day. It has not stopped. And so I think there's there's a truth there that that in the material sense we have to kind of understand and and look at and say okay yes we may have reached a certain pinnacle in our careers maybe in all our leadership uh trials or exercises but we must continue beyond that because that's when the i i would say that's when that magnanimity is starting to form at that point like you have this foundation that you build off of and now it just continues and and truth is that's what a lot of these other i guess if you will Ra uh, ra like leaders right really do propose and and they there's a kind of that ray of, of truth to it right I mean you see their successes um, as far as following goes we could, maybe that's a whole other discussion but the the fact that we continue on beyond whatever the pinnacle of achievement is is very important and so and if we're not at a point where we have achieved any type of pinnacle of achievement that's okay we it doesn't mean that you're you're failing anyway it just means that you know what start focusing energies in a direction that will, attract people towards what you're doing and so um i'm noticing just with with the things that i'm doing i'm trying to showcase my mistakes more right and and show where i'm at and it's interesting when i i did that because just uh this past tuesday um it kind of reinforced the idea we had um our our TLI session and we had uh, basically members of Opus Dei, all, all speakers uh, speak to us. And what I really loved was uh, Tim's talk. Um, you know, he just talked about how he, he calls himself Saint Faceplant, right? Because he's always constantly falling, but then kind of picking himself back up, and but always looking to God to help him get, you know, pick himself back up. And I love that because. I, I constantly in my mind and, and just feel like I'm failing at certain things, but knowing that other people go through it, but then seeing that they have reached a certain state in their life where they are leaders in their space, they are leading the charge. And, and there's, there's success, if you will, with that. It's like, okay, I, I know I can do it. You know, I'm broken, I'm fallen, I know that. But then when you when you really internalize it, then you're like, how can I ever get myself back up from this? You start seeing that, you know what people that that's, how they start achieving things because they learn from those mistakes, of course, but they are humble about it and willing to acknowledge it and then move on from it, right? So I think we kind of get caught up in our minds a little bit as far as, you know, what it takes to get to that point. And then once we get there, we've worked so hard to get there that we lose sight of you know the fact that we have to continue going because we get there and we're like okay we're done and we just can sit back and relax we can't and to be and to work in professional prestige we must continue on i'm chris
0: and i'm done speaking thank you for that chris uh, erin i'm sorry w- did you want to say something
1: yeah just briefly um thank you chris for sharing all of that um, i love that concept of um, when when you've reached the pinnacle of what you were trying to achieve or what you had hoped to achieve, um, and then you keep going. That is a true testament to living professional prestige. And then I love that you tied it into that's exactly what Christ did. His, his mission was never done when He was crucified. Of course, it may have seemed like that to the people who were there at the time, but He just kept going. And I, I just am grateful that you, you brought up that analogy in that that parallel. Um, and also just talking about, yeah, you know, when, when we're recognized, um, how, how do we continue that work or, or do we just stop and put our feet up and say, okay, my work is done here. Um, such important points. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention was, um, this, this concept of, of being of being these vessels for um, for Christ when when we are in these professional roles as many of us are um, and one one uh, quote from this article that really stuck out to me we we're talking about Opus Day um, thank you Chris for bringing that up and um, this article is from from them as well it says professional achievement that bears no apostolic fruit is a sterile achievement a light that does not cast light our prestige, St. Jose Maria um, insisted, must be a fisherman's hook. And could someone be called a fisherman if he doesn't fish? It is not a jewel to be admired and carefully preserved, like a miser gloating over his treasure, but rather a jewel to be invested fearlessly in God's service. So I just, I was scrolling through this article and I just think it sums up a lot of what we've already talked about and, and can kind of Catapult us into whatever we move on to next. Um, but I love that first sentence. That professional achievement that bears no apostolic fruit is a sterile achievement, a light that does not cast light. Of course, that's that seems harsh when we read it, but how true that is is. It brings us back to that notion of this is this is not for us. This is um, this is for the greater glory of God. And and Chris, I know that you're part of the TLI program and. I just want to briefly mention, or kind of go off of what you said about many of the presenters for for the classes within our our program. Um, I think they truly live this out. You know, some of them are are certainly in in. Um, Catholic atmospheres, but some of them are not. And they still are these Catholic, influential people in these secular spaces. And I think they're such great role models for us. And I, I love that quote that you just, you mentioned that one of them um, said, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's okay to fall flat on our faces because we are human, but as if we keep striving for that sainthood in whatever it is we're doing, um that that's all that God asks of us. So thank you, Chris, for all of that and thank you um for letting me share some thoughts back to you, Christopher.
0: Thank you very much, Erin. You know it's uh it's no coincidence I think that that this week is the last week of the program of the TLI program. For those of you who are in the room and don't know what TLI is, please uh, check out my my bio, and you will you will learn all about TLI. But this is the 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 last week of the program, and each of the three cohorts tracks of the program had their send off um, presentation. Well, actually, Los Angeles will have it tonight, but I did the presentation last night, and there is a, a slide there that uh, that I use to tell the the graduates to be successful. And no matter how much we say this, and we say it several times throughout the program, I still see in the faces of the program participants and in the audience a bit of a confusion because, because again, we've been programmed to think we must be humble and we must be humble. Humility is, 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 is really epitomizes, uh, uh, Christ, I would, I would say, uh, and we all understand that. And that is correct. We must be humble, but that is not contrary to being successful, to have a, a holy ambition to do great things. And some of the things that I highlighted when I talked about it yesterday, for example, is aim high, to aim high, to do not accept, accept mediocrity. And this is the, all of this is very biblical. It's very Christian because everything that we do as lay people uh, it becomes becomes our means to, to sanctification or can become our means to sanctification. If we do the work that we must do and we do it with love, striving for human perception perfection and we op- offer it up to God as a gift, then that becomes our means to sanctification. So we must always aim high in what we do and what will be the uh, uh, consequence of us doing our work well that we will be successful and we will grow in professional prestige. We, we must also commit to continuous professional development. This, this must be a constant for all of us with Christians. We must never feel that we have arrived at our destination. We must always know that professionally, we should be continuously growing and continuously taking on conferences, going to conferences, taking on courses or workshops or certifications in order to make ourselves better prepared to do the work that we're supposed to do. We must build a reputation for excellence, again, because that will place us in a privileged position to influence others for Christ. Success is not an evil, it's a calling, it's a calling. But I think that the key here is that our heart remains in the right place. And both, I think you, Aaron and Chris talked about awards. Let's talk about awards for a minute. Let's think about awards, right? Whatever uh, profession, career, each of you might be at, whatever it is that you do for a living, think about an award that within your guild association or professional world is very prestigious right for we all know that for uh, the world of uh, the world of, of Hollywood uh, the Oscars right that's, that's that's the ultimate award that anybody can win if you're an actor or, or producer director you want to win it you want to get an Oscar there are so many different awards but this is a good example. When we think about going up to that stage to receive an Oscar or to receive whatever the equivalent of an Oscar is in our respective fields, several thoughts will go through our mind. And as faithful Catholics who love the Lord and love our faith, we think, is it a sin against humility to be wishing or hoping to win that Oscar? Well, let me tell you, if the only reason you would like to have it in your hands is to show off <laughs> and to, to uh, bathe in vanity and boast of yourself, then it, it will certainly be a sin. But, can, but do you realize what an opportunity it would be for each one of us to go up to a stage in our professional fields or, ca- or careers and win the equivalent of that Oscar in our professional lives to give God all the glory at the time in front of all of that big audience, at the time when we're receiving that award. Do you see what I mean? If our intention is pure and our heart is in the right place and we're seeking to do nothing but reflect God's glory in our lives, grace in, in our life, then professional prestige is a tremendous opportunity for evangelization. All that we are doing and that we're seeking to do is to find an opportunity to give God the glory because people will ask us, what is the secret of your success? And you will say, "Here, listen, I'm doing nothing. I'm just trying to be as obedient as I can to my Lord. Anything I have comes from Christ. And the minute that he wants, he can take it away. But any gifts or talents that you might see in my life, they come from him. And he's the one that deserves all the glory. That's our response. And that is why professional uh, success, professional prestige is something that we we must all aspire to do. But I I don't want this to be a monologue and there's a lot of people in the room. So I definitely invite everybody to come up and to tell me, you know, I have so many friends, tell us. I have so many friends from, from whom I've heard, you know what, I'm a little shy about recognitions coming up to the stage. Uh, this very famous 40 under 40, 30 under 30. Should I even apply? Should I try to get in? All of these things are important. All of these things are important because they will help us advance the mission of the church once we gain professional prestige. So, Erin, go ahead, please jump in.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I just wanted to reset the room since we're halfway through. Um, and then I have several thoughts on what you just said, Christopher. That was beautiful everything you just shared, so thank you. Um, For those of you who are just joining us or who came in uh, sometime in the past half hour um, after we started, um, this is Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. Um, This week we are talking about professional prestige as a means for evangelization, and we're discussing a lot of different things. Um, we, We are talking about what does this mean for us in in our own roles and how can we give god the glory in the big and the small things we're talking about success as something that is is good not not an evil thing or not something that can that is only um, vain we're discussing um, charity and humility and how those play a role in our professional prestige um, as well as many other things so if you're if you recently joined us um, sometime in this conversation welcome and of course we'd love to invite anyone who would like to speak on this topic to the stage whenever you feel comfortable um christopher i wanted to go back to a couple of the things you shared because um there are these like perfect segues into some of the things i wanted to talk about today so um you talked a lot about our intentions and then you you talked a lot about about humility. So, um, I'll, I'll start with intentions. There's this wonderful quote from the article that I was, um, referring to earlier that our intentions, sometimes they're not good, but they can be changed to be good. And, um, I'll just share what this, this article says. It says, We will often need to rectify our intention, but we cannot be shy in seeking professional prestige because of a fear of vainglory or pride, since it is a quality required by the apostolic mission proper to lay people. The church's magisterium reminds us that lay people will keep the laws proper to each discipline and labor to equip themselves with a genuine expertise in their various fields. The lay faithful must accomplish their work with professional competence, with human honesty, and with a Christian spirit, and especially as a way of their own sanctification. So it just kind of goes through, you know, um, we cannot, like you were saying, Christopher, we cannot be shy about... Seeking professional prestige because it's not an evil thing. It is actually very good when it is sought for the right reasons. Um, and there, there can't be this fear of, of having too much pride or, or whatnot that it keeps us from seeking this, this good thing, um, Of course, we're we're called not to be prideful. Um, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we can't let. Oh no! Like if I if I do reach X Y Z accomplishment, you know, I'm I'm going to end up taking all the glory for myself and I'm going to forget that, that it's all because of God. No, if, if we're truly rooted in, in our vocation in, in serving others and bringing about the greatness in others and the Lord is working through us in those ways, we, we, we cannot be scared to, to be okay with having that success and having, um, that opportunity, cause that's what it is to, to be that good and Catholic influence. So that's, um, just wanted to share that. And then when we're talking about, um, humility, I, I'm so glad that we're talking about this specific value and characteristic and, um, because it, it's so important in this conversation. And, and one, uh, of the quotes from this article just, just really helps, um, Continue the conversation on on humility as we discuss professional prestige. It says, some people without a genuine lay outlook on life understand humility as a lack of confidence, a kind of action. A waving of rights, sometimes even the rights of truth and justice, in order to avoid friction and disagreements and to be nice to everyone. Thus, there will be some who won't understand our way of living a deep and genuine humility. They may even call it pride. The Christian concept of this virtue has been much deformed, possibly because of attempting to live it within secular society in ways more suited to convents than to Christians called to be at the crossroads of the world. I love that quote um, because it just it it so clearly defines the misconception that humility um, can often have. Um, for people who don't understand it, I love that it says, um, "People without a genuine lay outlook on life." I think that's really where it, what it comes down to, is just a lack of understanding. Um, and then, and and then this this true humility that we are actually called to, despite how the world may see it and misconstrue it as pride or whatever else, um, because we are. At, I love that phrase the crossroads of the world we are at the crossroads of the world but we are called to to live that true humility um in these ways so just a couple of thoughts that i wanted to um share based on what you said christopher um so thank you for sharing all of that and i'm so glad this article speaks right into those things it looks like a couple people have joined us on stage um roxana i'll let well, good morning, everyone, and
3: and um, what an interesting and very helpful topic uh, to really understand and and, and grasp as um, you know we're working in in our. Work settings, and I myself often feel challenged because I work in a secular atmosphere. And so, I, um, by the grace of God, sometimes like I see things, I read things, and and it just makes it really um, challenges me as to how can I, um, you know be, uh, or or show that charity towards, um, you know, my coworkers and, um, and off. And I mean, I'm still, uh, getting better at it. It's a work in progress. Um, but I think that through that, um, I mean, we can make a change in, in, in our work environment, especially for those of us that work in a secular environment, um, in order to help. You know the community and, and become a healthier community. I think so. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for sharing, Roxana. Um, we appreciate your your perspective and your thoughts on this, especially since you do work in a um, more secular environment. So thank you for sharing, Gina. Go. On. So I, I like this topic because um, it reminds me as much as I try to be this obedient person uh, and a very humble person that it's okay to be bold. Um, oftentimes I think
4: my culture has taught me to, you know, be a little bit more quiet. Um, but I really like that from a Catholic perspective, it's encouraged to be bold, um, and not be shy or not shy away from, um, taking the limelight for
1: the right reasons, I guess is what I want to say.
4: And I just want to say thank you for that.
1: Thanks so much, Gina. Um, you shared a couple of awesome little nuggets there. I can't wait to uh, share those in the summary, but thank you. Yeah, it, it is so okay and so important to be bold, um, of course, with a humble attitude, but to speak the truth, um, sometimes we need to be that way. So um, I love that. And then um, everything else that you shared is is so helpful for this conversation. So uh, thank you so much. Andres.
5: Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, thanks for having me. So I, I, I caught the topic I'm a little late, but I think I heard enough of it to kind of hear what you guys um, are talking about. And um, I think this is a very important topic with regard to professionalism and excellence. And I think Gina um, and Roxana touched upon something. Gina spoke about humility, but both of them were alluding to um, the virtue of magnanimity as well and how the both of those really go hand in hand and speak to what Christopher was referring to about. I mean, being striving for excellence and being that great person in your workplace. And whether it be, I mean, if you're working for government, if you're working for industry, um, if you're working for the church, wherever it may be striving to be that excellent person because it's captivating, it's appealing, it draws people in. And those things oftentimes open up opportunities for additional leadership for, for people. And those things are good. And they help, like Chris was saying, to sanctify the world and to help sanctify um, us, ourselves. And um, I'll just give an example of this um, just personally for me. And um, again, it's all about like what you're referring to, Aaron, intention and um, not about being um, gloating or, or trying to be boastful or anything like that. It's just about being genuine and being authentic and being purposeful and, and knowing what what we're doing this for. And it's ultimately for the glory of God. And um, I will share that after graduating from TLI and just learning so much and growing so much, um, there's been numerous opportunities that have opened up for me, and it's just been it's been amazing. And I definitely see um, God's hand at work and. Again, what what TLI has um, given me is really this this mindset that I do have a mission and I have a purpose and I have um, a particular skill set um, that I've I've kind of kind of found that has helped me um, in in my success um, with uh, Maricopa County is who I work for. So I work for the government. Um, I've been working for the government my entire career, and so again after TLI, um, several opportunities have come up. Um, I ended up getting um, a promotion, a big promotion to supervisor, which um, is very difficult in the uh, department that I was working in because most of the people have uh, master's degrees and they have been working there for, for years, I, I mean, 10 plus years and they um, just have a lot of experience. And so it is it's very hard to promote in that department. But um, yeah, the, the opportunity arose and I applied and I just, I had the right stuff and I had gotten some feedback, and they said I I just I blew it away. But I I really attribute that to um, the TLI, and then what I learned there, and how much I had grown, and um, really incorporating God into my work life, and um, praying. I mean, offering my day, my work day, to God. And um, after that, subsequent to it, um, I actually was asked um, last year. It's already been a year. Two days ago. Um, to uh, do a special work assignment as an ombudsman for the county, and that was very, um, it was very interesting. It was a whirlwind because it was right in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I was being essentially put into a job where, I mean, I, I had no prior experience. Um, I really just had to hit the ground running and start working with people and figuring out solutions and. Um, Oftentimes, the the people um, that I work with, they're they're upset or they have very complex issues, problems that um, we have to try and work towards um, getting some type of resolution on. So I started that, was working um, throughout the pandemic um, doing this, and then eventually was offered a permanent position um, as an ombudsman for Maricopa County. So I'm one of four, um, which which I consider it a huge honor. I was appointed. I didn't have to interview or anything like that. But I mean, my boss, he did say he's like, you, you know, you've you've just been kicking butt, and he's like, we we love the work that you've been doing, and everyone on the team agrees, and so so people notice these things. And again, it's not me gloating or, or being boastful. It's me again doing what I know God has been calling me to do, and, and offering that up to Him, and being mindful that that God is helping me through through my career, and He's helping he's helping me to reach out to others that maybe are on the fringes or, or maybe are just lost and I'm giving them a, a different perspective and, and people mention those things. I mean, there there's some people that I've dealt with that are just extremely difficult. Um, I mean, to just, just, I mean, flat out some mean people um, and granted it's, it's because of the situation you kind of have to understand and get that perspective and be sympathetic. And and that's my approach. But um, they, they come around eventually and I, I'm, I'm that person. I'm that glue that, that kind of, um, just reunifies them and, and, gets them on this path. And, and I know it, people notice it and, and they thank me and appreciate me for the work that I do and whatnot. And, um, actually, the, the, I'm meeting with someone, um, today who offered, is, is interested in me that works for the county. I, I'd been sitting on a couple of their, um, meetings and their trainings and just, um, participating and, um because honestly, no no one else was really participating. So I was like, well, that, you know i'll I'll help them out. And um it just caught um, this one director's attention, and um, I, yesterday she had reached out to me dur- during a training, and she's like, hey, um, I- I'm interested in speaking with you. Would you be interested in talking with me because I have a position um, <laughs> available? And she's like, I'm, I'm I don't know your goals. I, I really don't know um, much about you, but I, I, I would like to speak with you. And so, um, yeah, I'm having a meeting today. So so again, going back to what Chris was speaking to about um, success and striving for success. Yeah, oftentimes, especially as Catholics, because we know that there's there, there's vices, right? There's things that we, sh- we shouldn't be doing, we shouldn't be striving for. But success with the right intention is not advice. That, that actually can be a virtue, especially if we have that that proper intention and use it to glorify God. So yeah. Um, yeah, so be successful guys. Um, people take notice of it and this is a means to help again, sanctify ourselves and sanctify the world. Thank you both.
1: Thank you so much, Andres. And thank you for sharing, um, your personal experiences. I think that's a true Testament to, um, how you approach your, your work and your vocation and, and what God is calling you to. And, um, some of those concrete examples, it sounds like you, you truly view your work as a service to others in a way that other people don't. And it's opened doors and and opportunities for you that you didn't, didn't know were there. And, of course, you know, being a part of the TAPIAC Leadership Initiative Program has, has certainly helped with your success. So thank you for sharing all of that. It's really important for us to hear some of these concrete examples. And, and of course, um, we we understand that you are sharing in a very humble way and, and not to gloat or to boast. But I actually really appreciate your um, concrete examples and, and how this, this topic um, is at play in your own life. So thank you so much for sharing with us.
0: Hi, Belinda. Are you with us? We, we might have lost Belinda, <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to to follow up on what you just said there. And I, I think this this question about professional prestige and thank you, Andreas. Oh, here's Belinda. Please, bring Belinda.
4: Oh, okay. You could have finished, Christopher. I'm just trying to figure out how to get in whenever you call on me and I just figured it out. Okay. I wanted to follow up with Andres saying that you know, Jesus Himself did everything well. I mean, he's our He's He did everything well. And people saw that He did it well, and He did it for our Father's glory. So his miracles, which were His work, He He did those well. They were how people knew that He was authentic and that He was really God. So when we imitate Him with all our strength, that will be the best witness to those who don't know Him, those who are lukewarm or it will be an inspiration to those of us who are trying. And I complimented Christopher last night at the end of our meeting because he, this was the last TLI meeting that he was going to serve in. And I just felt like he has been such an inspiration to me because he is living what he's talking. He's walking the walk so that I have a witness of what it looks like to strive day in and day out to give all the glory that you're doing in your successful apostolate to God. And so I think that if, really believe if we have surrendered ourselves to God and given our gifts that he gave us back to him, and that's a function of our prayer life, daily, you know, praying in surrender and and in giving back, then all we have to really do is pray for purity of intention, purity of heart. Because we all know that the scripture says, blessed are the pure of heart for they shall see God. The only when we get up there and we're judged on how much we love is going to be on where we pure enough Are we pure enough now to go straight to heaven. Or are we going to have to be purified in purgatory? Right. So the pure of heart will see God. And, and if we have prayed for that purity of intention, purity of heart every day, and that he will get the glory of the life that we have surrendered and the gifts that we've given back. And I mean, we really don't have anything to worry about. We just go forward in excellence in what we do, and like Chris has said, in getting more uh, understanding of how to do what we need to do better. For me, it's learning technological things. I'm trying to publish books myself. I'm having to learn how to get get online with a cover designer. I'm trying. I have to learn how to set up a readsy account to do formatting. Like there's all kind of stuff that is of a technical nature that's way beyond what I'm comfortable with. But I have to learn it if I want to do this for God's glory. And this is what I need to do right now. So it's a huge learning curve for me, but that's where he's put me. And that's what he's showing me how to do. And I have to pray to overcome the fear of whatever it is I don't know every day in order to be able to serve him. Because if I want him to get the glory of these books that need to get out, then I need to learn what it takes to get him out. And I don't, you know, I don't know any other way but to pray for purity, pray for uh, an overcoming, a courageous fortitude, you know, that that pushes me past all these things that would be obstacles. Because what I see is and what I think we all see is what Jesus saw, the glory of our Father. And if we're just moving toward that, then and we're laying ourselves in front of the altar and prostrating ourselves every time we go to Mass then what we're doing is letting Jesus guide us and show us how to give God our father the glory, just like he did. So anyway, that's my contribution. I'm I'm done. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for that, Belinda. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and for your kind words. Thank you very much. Oh my, how time flies when you're in the midst of a very interesting conversation, doesn't it? But we, this is a one hour, uh, appointment that we have every Thursday at nine A. M. here on Clubhouse. So we only have a few minutes. I wanna make sure that we get that excellent summary that Erin always gives us at the end of the at the end of the conversation. Erin would you
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're giving me more time this week, Christopher, because there is so much to share and summarize from this conversation. Um, first of all, thank you to everyone who came on stage and shared your thoughts, and of course, thank you to everyone who stayed in the audience and listened, because we we want to inspire and and hope that um, some of the things that you heard today will um, inspire you to action, or at least allow you to think differently, or or hear different perspectives about the topics we t- we discussed. So. Thank Thank you, everyone. Um, okay, so quite the summary today. We had so many amazing little nuggets shared. So um, Christopher started us off by um, laying a wonderful foundation, as he always does. Um, some of the things he he mentioned is, first of all, um, we we when we place ourselves in an influenced position, we have an opportunity to give glory to God. Um, secondly, many people accomplish things in service to others, which was, um, talked about the rest of the time and everyone had lots of examples of that. Um, third, God wants us to do great things by bringing about the greatness of others. That's part of that, um, definition of leadership that we've talked about in this room before that, that Christopher and I subscribe to, and, and it's one of the truest, um, definitions of the word. So, um, And then fourth, uh, mirrors. we are mirrors which reflect the life of Christ. I love that quote and that imagery. I think you just may have came up with that, Christopher, but wow, so beautiful and so helpful for um, our conversation. Um, Chris uh, shared a couple of wonderful things as well. Um, He talked about when, when we are recognized, how do we continue that work? You know, instead of this notion of, okay, I... I reached my, what I was set out to accomplish, my work here is done. No, how do we continue that work? And then when we continue on past the pinnacle of what we hoped to achieve, that is a true testament to living professional prestige. So thank you, Chris, for sharing those thoughts. Um, Back to Christopher um uh, he shared that we must make ourselves better prepared for the work that we're supposed to do which has a lot to do with what belinda just shared with us so i feel like Gabriel was kind of bouncing off each other today it was so great to to see that um and then another one of the things that i love that christopher mentioned was success is not an evil it is a calling so beautiful and so powerful. Um, I think we all have um, a misconception of what true success actually looks like, and I think that just nailed it on the head with um, rejecting the lie that that you know our our world tells us success is, and and rather filling it with the truth of no, it's a calling. It's a calling. Um, Gina, you said it is okay to be bold. I love that. So (laughs) thank you for speaking that into this conversation. And I, I was so excited to um, reflect on what you had shared. I don't even think I wrote down the second part of what you had said correctly. You said something about taking the limelight. And I think it was about like, take take the limelight and glorify God with it or, or something to that effect. So thank you for for sharing both of those thoughts, because it is okay to to do these things with the right intentions. So thank you. Andreas, you shared... Um, so much of your personal story, and we thank you for that. Um, You talked about the importance of being genuine, authentic, purposeful, and glorifying God in the work that we do. Um, You talked about that we each have a mission and a purpose, and you specifically talked about yours. So thank you for that. Um, and then your your story, I just think, really summarized kind of something you mentioned. I think I paraphrased it, but um, how incorporating God into our into our work lives can create new opportunities that we didn't know were there. So thank you for sharing your personal experience um, with this this topic and this discussion today. And last but not least, Belinda. Um, you, you talked about learning to do the things that you need to do so that you can give God the glory and fulfill the things he's calling you to, um, so powerful. so beautiful. And, and thank you for sharing that part of your story with us. So thank you again, everyone. It was an amazing conversation today. And we're so grateful for, again, all of the people who came on stage and spoke and as well as all of the listeners. I will pass it back to.
0: Thank you very much for that, Erin. That was a great summary. So for next week, the, as you know, if you are a regular of this weekly room, uh, every room here at Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, every week, this room covers that uh, overarching theme of what it means to and why we should, we should strive to become Catholic leaders, but not necessarily for the parish or for the diocese. Not, nothing wrong if, if that's where you are, are a leader too but we are here fomenting promoting the idea of becoming aspiring to and working towards being a Catholic leader for civil society and every week we have a specific topic so this week uh, today we talked about professional prestige and how growing on professional prestige can help us become more influential for Christ for nothing no, no other reason than to influence the world for Christ so next week Announcing the topic for next week, it will be Catholic Social Doctrine. I'm just reading our list, Erin, and that's what's next. Catholic Social Doctrine. Of course, Catholic Social Doctrine is a very general uh, topic, so we can narrow it a little bit more and think of it as our manual for leadership in civil society. There's lots to draw from in Catholic Social Doctrine as we exert leadership in civil society. So please, as we say goodbye, don't forget to follow Aaron and I. Follow us here on Clockhouse. Check out our, our, our bios. I also invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group. We have a Telegram group that's also titled Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. And the direct link to it is found in Aaron's and my bio here in Telegram. You can also find, once you join the Telegram group, you can find the image of the week. The image of the week is an image that every week we, we select and and place there and share so that we can be a little inspired uh for the conversation that we're going to have that week find the direct link again in aaron's or my profile also don't forget to join the catholic professionals club here on clubhouse hopefully all of you are part of it already join us live on clubhouse thursdays at 9 a.m pacific if you like what you heard today listen to it again or share it through our weekly podcast We have a weekly podcast. We're so excited. It's already out. There's there's about three or four episodes already published. You can find it in all the platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find our podcast. Just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. So we want to say goodbye and just remind you that what we're doing here is really extending an invitation, an invitation to... Through prayerful, prayerful, uh, prayerful discernment, step into the leadership role that God has prepared for you in civil society. Why? Because if not now, when? Just look at the world. And if not us, who? Thank you very much for joining us today. Have a wonderful weekend and uh, a blessed day. Take care.
1: Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. God bless.